The Weekly Dish podcast is brought to you by Lakewinds Co-op in Minnetonka, Chanhassen, and Richfield with delivery from Instacart. There's no membership required to shop at Lakewinds. All are welcome. Check out lakewinds.com, and if you can't make it to a Lakewinds, please visit your local food co-op in the neighborhood near you. Many of us have been cooking more at home, and if you're feeling bored with your current favorites, branch out with some Minnesota-made products. When you shop local, your dollars stay in our community and support the local small businesses and farmers that live in our community. I'm Stephanie Hansen, and I buy my Salad Girl blueberry basil dressing at the co-op. I toss it on my local salad greens that I buy in bulk, and I toss in some local Alamer cheese and some nuts. And I also love the fresh ground turkey that they have at Lake Winds that's free of additives or added growth hormones. I make a delicious turkey meatball soup with fresh kale and taking stock chicken bone broth that's full of nutrients and also made in Minnesota. I'm getting the freshest locally produced Hope Creamery butter for simple veggie sautés that are great in the spring with asparagus, mushrooms, or spinach. And Lakewinds has the best grilling meats from local pasture-raised animals. Find ways to experiment with new flavors, sauces, and locally made products that you can only find at Lakewinds Food Co-ops in Minnetonka, Chanhassen, and Richfield, or by ordering online at lakewinds.com. the weekly dish on my talk 1071 i'm steph march i'm stephanie hansen and we are here we're going to answer a question a holdover from our other from our first hour of the segment yeah ask stephanie we have Seneva on the line hi Seneva. hi thank uh, you so much for being here i oh. always have listened to the podcast but now it's like saturday morning i'm up i'm excited <laughs> to hear your voices Yay! welcome to the live what's party it means a lot so last weekend I was doing a project meal. I've been trying to pick one thing each time I meal plan that I've never made before. I love awesome. That. Awesome. So I was doing pasties for the first time. Oh, oh how'd it go? Duluth Grill Cookbook. <gasps> That's such a great cookbook. I love that cookbook. Do you know that the OMC cookbook is out? No, it's not out. It's, it's coming out. Yeah. You can pre-order and support. But go ahead. That's what I wanted to be sure people knew because the Doodleoose Grill cookbook is great. And um, right now, if you go on their Facebook page or the OMC Facebook page, they've got the OMC Smokehouse cookbook is what they're working on now. And it's got all the rubs, all the sauces, the blue cheese potato salad, which I've, you know, <laughs> I've stopped on the way out of Duluth just to get the potato salad to take home. That is a good um, thing. In the past, and um, they have an option where the cookbook you can just order for $25, or if you do $50, you can pick your $15 gift card that you want to support um, any of the local restaurants in Lincoln, Lincoln Park. Park up there in Duluth. Okay. And then 10 more goes to donation. Now, I have eight of those pasties now in my freezer. Oh, do I need to unthaw those before I bake them, or do I just bake them frozen? Bake frozen. Yeah, there's a lot of there's a lot of good stuff behind just. I I did that with my dumplings too. I froze a bunch of pork dumplings, which are the same kind of idea, and I just did those straight from frozen because it's not going to make a difference. Okay, 
Great. That's what I needed to know. Yeah, Thank yeah. you. Great. Thanks for the intel, Sadiva. That's a good project, too. I'm just putting a link to the OMC cookbook information yeah. on our site. Yes. And that's uh, Tom Hansen uh, is the owner of uh, OMC and, you know, the Corktown Deli and all that stuff. And then Robert Lilligard, our friend who's been on the show before, is the writer and just a sassy pants, that one. I mean, the, the so cookbooks funny. are not just, you know, recipes there. It's a lot of fun and it's really good writing. So supporting that Pre-ordering that cookbook gets you also supporting local restaurants in Lincoln Park. So I love that idea. All right. All right. So we're at the top two. Let's do it. Top two in hour two. Give him the old one, One, two, one, two. And now the Weekly Dish presents top two, top two. The top two. Pick your best two. In hour two. All right. Give me two. Winning, winning, winning. All right, this is the time to show you guys where we talk about a couple of things that we are mildly obsessed with. Why don't you go first? All right, I talked to Carla Metz this week and did a podcast with her uh, about the Iron Shoe Farm. Mm -hmm. And this is her farm that is up in Princeton, Minnesota. And they are known for doing all the microgreens for restaurants. So they've got lemon basil, microgreens, pea shoots. And what a microgreen is, is it's before the plant really like it's after it germinates and you get more nutrients, you get all the flavor, but they're just the little bitty greens. Yeah. So she has partnered up with uh, other farmers in her area. They're having a pantry that you can order things like duck, syrup, eggs, rabbit, microgreens, pork and beef, a CSA eventually. And they've got a tab on their website called the pantry. So if you want to order things, they will bring them down to the twin cities and do delivery. It's ironshoefarm.com. Okay. I love that. We, uh, yeah, you know, Carla was on our Minnesota cook stage. Yes. That's how I first heard about it. Yeah. And so she was uh, doing uh, microgreens almost exclusively for Harsey up at uh, Willard's. But um, interesting stuff. I love her. Okay. Uh, my first one is actually going to be golden fig for your Easter bunny needs. Because I know a lot of people are like, oh, it feels like a weird Easter. You know what? Here's what I think. I think maybe this is the time where you splurge on the good chocolate. Yes. <laughs> like, if ever there was a time to say, you know what? We're just, we're not going to settle for a bag of, you know, Reese's eggs, which you still can. But maybe it's time to get a really good piece of chocolate and some really great jelly beans. And you can pick them up curbside. From Golden Fig. And Golden Fig, of course, in St. Paul, um, Lori Kroll is uh, a small operator and she brings in such good food. And by the way, she's also doing things like every night she posts on her uh, Instagram and on the page about uh, like a dinner kit that you could put together. Yeah, a complete meal. I love that idea of like looking at local ingredients and help. She's kind of doing a pantry game basically on her website every night. From her store. Yeah, from her store. And you can still and you can still go there. There's just a limited amount of people allowed in at every time. but Or you could order online and then pick it up, drive up, and they'll bring it out to your car. And you could call her and say, I want to buy some chocolates for Easter. Can you just get me an assortment? Right. Here's my price point. And yes. she'll put it together for oh, you. Oh, God. So good. So good. So golden fake. Go okay. Ahead. So this was something I saw because I've been craving sushi, too. Yeah. And I thought it was a really cute idea that Crave Restaurants put together a gourmet sushi kit that you make at home. I actually saw an ad for it on MSP Mag when I was yeah. reading Stephanie's content. Yay! It is. You get the the kit that has the fish, the wraps, the all the things you need with the sauce. Yep. And then they have videos that they've posted for a California roll, Aloha roll, spicy tuna roll, or a Philly roll. And it shows you how to assemble the kit. 
I thought this was really cute um, and something fun to do at home and maybe something fun to do with a little bit older kids, too. Yeah. Well, um, I mean, young kids can eat sushi, too. Sure. My kid ate sushi from the get-go. Uh, so did Ellie, I know actually. He's not, I know our kids are not normal. <laughs> <laughs> They're not. Just so this is the Crave Sushi Kit. We'll put a link online. Okay. That's great. I love that one. Um, okay, my second one is going to be something, a weird gift for all of you. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I found this on IFC, and I want you guys to watch it. And hope I'm going to put it up. So I'm going to, because I want to select the episode I want to link to on that page. But it's called, it's a show called Food Party. And it is the most trippy, weirdest thing that I've ever watched. And I can't stop watching it. And it's two seasons long. And it's on IFC. You can watch the whole thing. And it's this girl named Toon who walks through almost like a Pee Wee's Playhouse world. It is, I don't know if it's stoner chic or not, but I'm telling you right now, it's the weirdest thing I've ever seen. She makes like a spaghetti and ham pancake. And then, and there's like all these foam creatures and things. There's like an owl who talks to her and she chops up ham with like a ninja dog puppet. It's, it is, it is, it's trippy wonderful. Yeah. It looks like a Pee Wee's Playhouse. Yeah. But it's like a hundred times weirder. Ellie will love this. Ellie will absolutely love this. And I want her feedback. I want you to tell her that after she watches it, she has to send me a note because I can't. I I watched like three episodes of it in a row and just with my mouth kind of open going like, this is a thing like this. People can do this now. So it's called Food Party. It's on IFC.com and it's a show and you can watch all the episodes, you know, from there. So I just wanted you to know about that. I love it. All right. Um, okay. So did you already do your two? I did. Did you have another one? Oh, no. No. Oh, you did. Okay. The OMC cookbook. I yeah. I put that it. OMC cookbook up. Um, one of the things also uh, that I was going to share was that the glu- I wanted to tell you guys, there's been some confusion about the doors at the Midtown Global Market. And I know our friends okay. at... Let's talk about that. Yeah. And um, basically, you can uh, still get into... Uh, the Midtown Global Market, um, they're offering curbside and delivery people in the market, but you can also get there inside. So I think if you if you, if the doors aren't, if you can't get in the the first set of doors, I think you have to go in through off the streets, um, off of Lake Street is what I think. Um, but like Grassroots Gourmet is still doing stuff. Produce I love is, that place. Yeah. Produce Exchange, they're ordering online. Um, and you can you can basically the produce exchange, which is Sharon and Kevin, our friends, and who Jake worked at their booth in the summertime at the fair. Um, but you can get really great fresh food from these guys, and all you do is you order it online, and um, they will have it ready for you for either pickup or delivery. Yum! And so I think that that's really kind of interesting and important. Um, but you can also just make sure that when you walk in, there's some there's some issues with the door. So make sure that you do look for the right doors that are open that day. That's what I got for you on that one. Um, Midtown Global is also uh, Holy Land, I think, is open. And it's a grocery if you're looking for yep. interesting things there. The Grassroots Gourmet, Vicky, she's got great cheeses and local makers there. She's got that Northern Water Smokehouse meat. Yes. The fish. Oh, yes, smoked the fish. smoked fish. Mm-hmm. The white fish. Ooh, that's a good idea. Uh, Manny's Tortas is open for curbside pickup. Um, and Hot Indian is also doing curbside there. So don't forget that kind of stuff. East Lake is delivering as well, I believe. The brewery. They're doing bike delivery and stuff. So that's good. All right. There we go, you guys. We're going to take a quick break. When we come back, 
What are we doing? We've got. We're uh, going to talk to Karen Tomlinson. We are. She is a friend of ours who's a local chef, and she has been doing the quarantine kitchen on Instagram. That's real cute. So we'll talk to her when we come back. We'll be right back. Welcome back to the Weekly Dish. We are here with our friend Karen Tomlinson. Who? Hi. Hi, Karen. How are you? I'm good. How are you guys? I'm good. Super good. I was trying to explain to Steph today because we put our show ideas on a grid, but we don't really uh-huh. discuss them too much in advance. And I was like, yeah, so I'm going to have Karen on. I've really been watching her quarantine kitchen and stuff. It's like, I love Karen. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, Karen and I are cocktail buddies. That's actually. right. <laughs> so Karen, I, um, I want to, I just, I don't know. I follow you on Instagram is sort of how this all began. Yeah, And when we started doing the coronavirus situation, a lot of people were starting to pivot and do more things on their personal Instagrams. And yeah. I started following you and it's Kat, oh, how did, K-A Tomlinson. K-A Tomlinson, yeah. T-O-M-L-I-N-S-O-N, if you're looking for her and you should follow her. And you started doing this really sweet thing called Quarantine Kitchen. What like inspired you or did you just start posting one day? Yeah, you know, well, it was kind of a little bit of a what in the world do I do right now? Because, you know, I've been, as many people have known, I've been trying to start a restaurant for a little bit. And then this pandemic hit. And so, um, <laughs> you know, it seems like, well, now, obviously not a great time for that. Right. <laughs> I, uh, anyway, exactly. Um, had to think about pivoting. And when before I was even involved in the restaurant world, I actually, um, I, this was kind of a deep, dark secret, but um, the, I, and I don't think anyone could actually find these, but there may on the interweb somewhere out there be a couple of Karn's Kitchen videos from many a yesteryear. Um, and so I've always had a little bit of an interest in, in teaching and I don't mind being in front of a camera and talking to people. And so I kind of resurrected that idea when this happened. Yeah. And I love your recipes are accessible. They're simple. I mean, not like so simple, but they're sweet. They're, there's one um, where, now are you quarantined on a farm with your grandma? No, actually. So I'm um, quarantined in, in the, my condo in Minnetonka, which is very different. But um, <laughs> could it be more I, different I, than a farm with your grandma? I know. <laughs> I wish I was on a farm with my grandma. But actually, my grandma passed away last year. And so I spliced into this last video, um, just a little video that my mom had, had taken of her. Um, so because those traditions were things that she taught me. Yeah. But, making Swedish yeah. egg coffee was the one I watched most recent. Yeah, yes, exactly. Yeah, and it's been kind of cool because I firmly believe, and many chefs have been inspired by um, growing up around food or hospitality in the home, and I just have a soft spot for that. And it's kind of ironic that right now everyone is sort of forced to practice that more than we may have been or may even desire. (laughs) Um, And so I guess I'd love to just be kind of a, a helpful tool or encouragement to people in that, so... Yeah, you definitely have provided light for me. Your Instagram's beautiful, but like you had a, a recipe recently that it's dried bean and lentils. Yeah. What kind of quarantine food do you have in your pantry that you're looking at and you're like, oh. Yeah, I mean, I have a lot of those kind of dried legumes. I have beans and lentils and rice and 
things like that. And then I, I found that I've just been a lot more, um, <laughs> a lot more creative with even just vegetables and just simple foods, things that are inexpensive. And um, yeah, I'm trying to think of any other, those are, yeah, a lot of the dried things that's, that's, stuff that I don't often reach for, especially, you know, when I've been running long days in the kitchen, that's not the easiest go-to thing. So, um, but now we all have time for that. Yes. Mm -hmm. Are there any project foods that you, I mean, you're a very accomplished chef, so I can't even, your daily life is like project food for me. (laughs) Yeah, I've been doing, I mean, I'm here by myself. I've been able to share a few um, things, but I've been doing a lot of you know, batch cooking and getting creative with that and using leftovers, but I've been making a lot more stock at home than I normally do. Um, my stock pot here seems tiny compared to what I'm used to using in the kitchen, Yeah, but it works. And uh, so I've been doing that. I just made a, a roast um, late last night. And, um, but yeah, I think I'll, I'll get into some more things um, as I reach into the farther depths of my freezer um, in the upcoming weeks. That is the, I think that's the thing is like, we're all starting to think about, okay, well, I've sort of plumbed the fresh and I'm, I, now I need to think about going deeper in and what did yeah, I have exactly. back there? Yeah, exactly. Stuff that you maybe at one time would have, you know, kind of looked down on or thought, eh, I'm going to pass over that right. one. <laughs> now it all counts. Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> and yeah. you want to, I think we're. I think we're kind of going back in some ways to like the things that they did do on the farm or that our moms oh, or yeah. our grandmas taught well, us. I was always struck by, you know, people who lived through the Great Depression or World War II have had to live with restrictions in their day-to-day lives before. And even as people in their 80s and 90s, you could still see or it can still see how that has affected their mentalities. And um, and that's something that I always kind of noticed growing up around older people in my family and just how they'd be frugal and kind of have this waste not, want not mentality. And as a chef, I think there's something really intriguing about that. I mean, that's so, it so resonates with the efficiency of like French cooking even, but it's just a little bit more, it has sort of a yeah, I mean, I think we're all kind of experiencing the value of that a little bit more than we ever have right now. My mother-in-law is 87, and I always said, like, she could open up a pantry or a cupboard or a refrigerator and make yeah. an entire meal out yeah. of what yeah. I would see as, like, ingredients, but not a meal necessarily. Yes. Yep. And just, yep. like, saving the bacon fat because that's what you're going to use to saute your next thing in. And yep. All of the yeah. little pots and jars of sauces and au yeah. jus and things that, you know, if she ever like fries anything that's meat, like she deglazes the pan and saves those juices for the next thing. Yes. Yeah. I'm I'm learning to draw on a lot of her resources and feel happy to do so. But also like, wow, this is what this is what cooking really whole cooking is and mm-hmm. really understanding all the ingredients and not wanting to waste anything is about. Exactly. And it's hard to do, you know, when we're on the go, we have such external lives, um, you know, or we have had such external lives where we're kind of living outside of the home a lot, but, you know, and and chefs and kitchens hopefully are are practicing things like that. But I think it's, we're kind of (laughs) being forced to do that in our own homes. It's, it's a lot at at first, but I think it's really, it's kind of fun. I mean, it really kind of makes you exercise your creative juices more. 
Um, are there any other people that you follow on Instagram, local chefs that you're seeing? Like I know Sammy Wade is doing yeah. more cooking, David Fima. Yeah, I've, I love what Sammy has been doing. Um, I haven't, honestly, I've been kind of on the go and it takes a while to edit these videos. So I've kind of been bad about looking um, at <laughs> what everyone else is doing. Um, <laughs> but <laughs> not not because I don't care, but I just, yeah, I've been just bad about that. But um, yeah, I love what somebody has been doing. And, so and I mean, he definitely has a different different persona than I do. And it's <laughs> yeah. fun to see that. <laughs> but I, I, like, I like that. And I have to say, I've met you, you know, and I've eaten your food and been an admirer, but I really like how you're letting people into kind of more of your point of view and your personality. I really have appreciated that. Oh, thanks. Yeah. And I mean, it's kind of, it's interesting. It's been a good exercise for me because I think you can kind of have a chef persona and there's sort of the temptation to just want to prove yourself as a chef and being technically excellent and knowing all the moves and and so on and so forth prove you have chops but kind of stepping back from that and just trying to be more down to earth and accessible and just real like i enjoy this this is what i what really it's really simple but i i love this and this has meant something to me growing up and so on and so forth i think that's just been really that's been a good exercise for me. Thank you. I appreciate you being on the program. We'll be Welcome back to the Weekly Dish. That was so fun to talk to Karen about yeah. her Instagram. I have liked watching all the chefs kind of pivot and Yeah. I don't know why David Chang is bugging me so much. I don't know. He's bugging me a lot, you guys. A lot. He can get a little holier than thou. Wow. Well, I mean, maybe it's just because he hates the Instant Pot and he keeps calling it Insta Pot and I keep sending him messages replying to all his things. But how do you feel about the Instant Pot? Because I am that person who pokes. But still, I don't know. He's just like, I'm not doing this and you're doing this. And I feel like he's so scoldy in he like feels very just a really right crappy now. way. And I want to flick him. I think he's suffering from having closed all of his stuff and I his production it. being canceled. I get and, it. Um, my Instant Pot, it's funny. Like I'm cooking in it the least ever. Yeah. But because I have time, right? Have time. So I'm like, it's oh, not a time well, saver. I'll just, I, I'm using it basically as a rice cooker right now and really cooking everything else. Yeah. Which is just kind of interesting. Yeah, that is interesting. Um, Just in terms of like day-to-day cooking. And I try to make my husband cook like twice a week just because I think it's good for him and good for me to break it up. Yeah. And he's always like, well, I can make a steak. <laughs> okay. I'll, I'll make, I end up making the I sides and steak. stuff. That's, I think I'm late. I think I'm definitely on like a beef crave right now. We uh, had to go out and get some beef because we've had so much pork. Yeah, I know. Yeah. A lot of pork. Um, Okay. I wanted to talk about these cocktail kits that people are doing. Okay. Because I am not a natural cocktail maker, which my friends would be like, yes, you are. But like, I look at your bar. You have the best (laughs) bar in the world. The only person that has a better bar than you is maybe Alex Zweber from Sherub Shrubs. And he works at Certix, too. So his bar rivals your bar. Have you ever seen his bar on mm-hmm. Instagram? You mm-hmm. should look at Sherub Shrubs. Okay. It's I and I even texted him. I was like, your bar, the only person that's bar is close to yours is Stephanie March. <laughs> he was very complimentary. Um, but there's a lot of these places that are doing cocktail kits now. So um if Ooh. you are you looking at it? Oh wow. Yeah, yeah, it's pretty impressive. He has like he has like an entire bookshelf full of booze. He does. Like, 
Three levels. You wow. have a few tables. Yeah, I do. Have, and I have a ground floor that I just let it <laughs> spread out. All over. I learned that in Japan. They don't care either. Um, so I just wanted to go through some of the local um, folks that have cocktail kits. So Hi Hi, which has just started back on doing takeout after being closed. They are doing takeout and cocktail mixers. Um, these are all things that you can make at home. They have the high of the storm mix and another drink that they call the tour bus tails, which is what a great name for a drink. Right. Additionally, their other restaurant, Ola Arepa, also has cocktail kits. They've got two cocktail mixes. One is their version of the margarita. And then they also have um, a mercado that you can mix. Uh, all of these are... However, they serve them like red cows come in like a mason jar and then they have a little um, taped on instructions for how to make it at home. Mm-hmm. Uh, Lawless Distilling has an impressive lineup of cocktails. They are actually serving their Lawless Spirits. So you get the 750 milligram bottle that they can sell in the tap room mm-hmm. and then all the mixes and the garnishes that come with it. Also, Earl, is it Gillies? Is that how you say it? Earl Giles. It's Giles. Okay. This is a new spot that is not even open yet. It's over by Central and over by Indeed Brewing. And it's a distillery, but they are doing delivery mixes. So you can get some of their ginger beer. They've got bright citrus cordials or Mexican simple syrup with cocktail recipes that they'll put together. And you can order that and curbside pickup. Um, Also, Norseman Distillery. And this one, they sell out because every time I go there, it's sold out. So keep your eyes open. But they are canning mixes. So they've got a a tonic that they make in-house that they're canning. And they're also having several different types of cocktails. I've got that. Do you? I've got that. Yep. I got that when I I was writing about them. And they brought me one. And I got to tell you, I love it. I love that there's just a can and you crack it open. You add your gin. You add, or you, you know, whatever you want. Whatever you got to add. And you pour it and you just, and then it's boom, instant cocktail. I I love it. I love that. Um, Dump Fork Distillery, which is one of my favorites. They are known for their brandy. And they're in St. Louis park and they have a cocktail kit that again includes the 750 milliliter bottle of the apple brandy then they have simple syrup lemons and uh they've got a bottle of spanish garnacha and you can get all of that as a kit so i just like that people are trying to find clever ways of a getting their liquor out there but be serving these kits yeah have you had any of the dash fire bitters can cocktails yes. either i've had them all <laughs> For They're months. so delicious. I've been drinking them for months. Actually, I put them in our Christmas guide as a as a little bit of a uh, like a stocking stuffer. But their White Russian is yes. literally like a sport shake, a boozy little sport shake in a can. I cannot love it more. And they have a great little martini in a can. Yeah, um, that you can pick up. And these are like four bucks, five bucks at the. At, and you pick them up right on your liquor store counter. Yep, I think that's great. Um, a lot of restaurants are doing their own mixes as well. Like Belcor just tweeted out that they had their special olive brine that is filtered. And then they sell that with a whole bunch of olives Yum. and stuff and twists on sticks for your own martini. So they're not selling the booze portion of it. Yep. But they're selling, you know, like little kind of containers that you can make into something if you wanted to. Absolutely. And just Dash Fire 2 has it by the bottle. Oh, yeah. Zips liquor. Yeah, they, um, they have the big ones and the small ones. Yep. So I didn't realize that they also came in bottle format. So that was pretty fun. Don't forget our Crooked Water Negroni. 
that is that Negroni in a bottle is one of my favorite things. I actually had one of those last week. Yeah. Actually, Heather, we did a little video on MSP Mag uh, Facebook. We did a Facebook Live. Do you for... want to talk about what you're doing every week? Sure. It's it's a new show. It's called Hooches and Smooches. And it's basically me and I'm going to just have people on and we're going to do, you know, industry professionals and we're going to make cocktails and we're going to talk. We're going to do some crazy things. I have some good ideas for down the road. But how, how weird is it that it took an outbreak for me to get a show called Hooches and Smooches? I mean, my <laughs> God, you guys. That's just in the making. Every Friday at 4.30, is that when it is? Yep. Okay. So we're, and so Heather, I had Heather on. She was in her kitchen. I was at my table and we made, she made a gin and tonic and then I made a, um, oh my gosh, a whiskey highball. Thank you. And then she made a sangria kind of thing with the Negroni. So she took the Negroni and then she added things to it. She added kava to it. Yum. I was so good looking. And then a little bit of, you know, juicy juice. delicious. And it was like a sangria that is a little bit more gutsy. You know what I mean? And that instant. Sounds great. Like, boom, there you go. And so then I made a bloody beer. But <laughs> yum. So are you, is this Facebook that you guys, or are you using Instagram? How are you? So MSP TV has launched a, um, you know, through MSP, we were doing something called MSP TV and we're doing shows on Instagram. You know, Steve Marsh, our friend talked to Laserbeak, uh, the musician, and they had like a late night chat on Tuesday, Cool. you know, and then we have Kelly Kagans, who is uh, our home and design editor. And she's been doing designers talking about your house and your garden, your space all set. And then, so, and then, you know, on Facebook Live, you know, Dara's had some industry professionals on, so she's talking with about small businesses and how they're doing and how they're faring. And then I am just sort of the comedic Friday, you know, cocktail hour as it goes. <laughs> it's a good spot for yes. you. Yes. And so right now I'm on Facebook Live with that on MSP Mag, and I'll share it to uh, my own page. But then I don't know. We're trying to figure out all the tech, you guys. Like that's yeah. the hardest part of this. And we're trying to figure out what to stream where and how it goes. But you know, we're just basically trying to give you guys a little bit more insight. If you want a list of the cocktails that I went through, we did post um, the list on the Weekly Dish the Facebook weekly page. Dish Facebook page. Which is where we post lots of things. I know. Um, can I just have a moment for uh, like a like Easter as far as it is a brunch thing or if it's a dinner thing for you? Are you? I'm struggling with that. Okay. Because... I'm like, because I'm trying to feel like, I'm. when are we going to eat? And then what cocktail am I going to have with what? Because it's different if I'm going to start with something. Yeah. Like if we're going to have Easter dinner at like 10 or 11. I never do anything at 10 or 11. I know. Okay, if it's I think we're going to do like noon. Yeah. And I'm going to have egg bake and ham and asparagus and a salad. And what are you going to have to drink? Are you going to go wine? I think I'm going to do my Emily. You are going to do Or something bubbly and pink. I'm thinking, I feel I'm having a bubbles craving. I think I'm going to have to go get some Piazza Grande, my sparkling Lambrusco that I love. But I might also have to pop. I, I don't know. I'm feeling like a cava ever since Heather talked about this cava, you know, which is just a Spanish version of sparkling wine. Yes. And it's just cheaper. <laughs> Leslie Miller's Amuse Wine has some great cavas. That, Does she? Um, recommending? Yes. All right. And what to have for your Easter. And we're right on it. But Easter is just spring food, people. So don't feel like you can't order some Easter wine and have it in the next couple weeks. Yeah, my gosh. Oh, my God. Yeah. Anything that you... And I'm buying, like, 
Like I bought the uh, one of like the Emily. They come in the big, you know, magnums. <laughs> Are you buying I'm, magnums? Well, because I don't have to go out as often, you know. Like, and then I'll st- I don't have to hit the liquor store as often. So I buy the big ones, and then they sit. I'm the only drinker, so I haven't. I've been to the liquor store in like a month. You I'm know buying I mean? cases of things. Are you? <laughs> yeah, same same, uh, same idea. methodology, yeah. but have eleven bottles spare. I know. I okay. figure sooner or later we're going to get the cabin open and some of them will migrate up there. Yeah. Well, yeah. And that's a good thing. Wine doesn't really go bad. Thank goodness. Thank God. Uh, when we come back, we're going to start our new segment that we're going to continue on until we can start to talk about events and some of the things that are happening, which is Locals to Love. And we'll be right back. Hello, everybody. And welcome to Locals to Love, our section that used to be our moral of the story and some of our event roundups. But in the meantime, we're going to talk about local people doing cool things. And you can nominate anybody or just send us a link anytime saying, hey, this person's doing something I thought it was cool. Yeah. And also, we're going to show you some ways to support your community. Yeah. You know, in different ways. Um, so Pearson's Candy Company, which has always been a personal favorite of mine because I do love the salted nut roll, right? has a buy one, give one. When you buy a carton of salted nut rolls, they'll donate a carton to the American Red Cross in Minnesota. So it's BOGO. Um, we will put a link up, but you can buy that. And then those treats will go to people on the front line. So that's pretty exciting. I know. And it's a big old case of... You know, salt and nut rolls for you. Yes. Um, Okay. Another one that I really was interested in is this local guy. His name is Matt Gundrum, and he's started a podcast that's called Food Under Fire. And he's talking with industry people via podcast about some of the new things that are happening and how they're pivoting. His first episode is with Gavin Kaysen, and I thought it was interesting. So good for you, Matt. Hey, you know, our local bars need support, too. And this is a really cool, fun thing that is happening. Uh, There is a big coloring book of Grumpies and Palmers. And uh, if you know anything about dive bars and have any love for the Grumpies and the Palmers, Tony Zaccardi are... One of our show listeners who yes. loves us and we love him. Uh, this is a great, this was put up by Harmar Superstar, Sean Tillman. I was waiting for Hanson to do that. Because <laughs> I always call him Sean Tillman. Tillman. Um, and this is a really cool thing. And, you know, they did this, this coloring books for a cause is an organization. They put out one for Fat First Avenue and it sold like hotcakes. So this is a benefit. It's raising support. It's raising funds to support the staff of both Grumpies and Palmers. So you're helping bartenders and bars. I love it. I know. So it's, and it's a fun coloring book. If you are at all a dive bar aficionado and you, I mean, it's good. It's real good. It is really good. All right, so our producer Hope is going to play a little bit of a song that is John Mark Nelson. He's a local musician. He got he called out to all these other musicians, and he was like, hey, will you sing this part of the song? And 168 people became the coronavirus chorus <laughs> in a song called You Are the One. We'll play just a little snippet of it. Even if the government can't save us from ourselves And we watch the world while it slowly goes to hell You are the one I want to watch it all burn down with You are the one I'd say I love you with my final breath You are the one If I could only have one last wish When this life's done, we'll share another one after death 
Even if we boil away, it's so cute. It's sweet. It's a little sad, a, a little melancholy. Sad. Yeah. I know. And if I you know, watch it, there's it's it's illustrated by his wife. That's so lovely. There's these beautiful illustrations that accompany it too, and then it gets to the chorus, and it's all these voices coming in, basically just like saying, "Hang on, world, like yeah. we're gonna get there." Yeah, I love so it. So I thought that was sweet. That's good. That's really good. Um, okay, I wanted to make sure that you guys know there's a benefit concert called Bridge the Gap Benefit Concert, and it was supposed to happen this weekend, and it's been pushed to April 20th, so I wanted to make sure that everybody know. It's with Ice House, um, Vimos, they have a whole bunch of great people who are, like, four on the floor, all these great concert goes, and you're paying, your tickets to watch it are $11, because that's the hourly minimum wage um, in Minneapolis, and so they feel like if you buy a ticket, you're supporting an hour of you know, funding for hospitality workers. So that one is, that one has been moved to April 20th. So if we were looking for it today, it's not going to happen. It's next week. Okay. Uh, Also, I just posted a podcast on Wednesday with Scott Graydon, the chef from the New Scenic Cafe. Great. Um, It was really an interesting podcast. First of all, the beginning of it, we talk about times in the coronavirus and how things are impacting him up in Duluth because it's a little bit different scene up there. Yeah. And then the second part of it, we talked all about like his business and his restaurant. The second part was actually recorded first or recorded first. And then we added the kind of coronavirus piece onto the front. But I think it's it had really interesting perspective about what the restaurant business is like in, you know, what's happening up in the Northland, right? Yeah. What's happening up in Duluth. We talked about the OMC Smokehouse Cookbook that they're gathering funds for the restaurants in Lincoln Park. You know, this is all over the state, this executive governor's order. So places up in Ely, places up in uh, International Falls, everywhere we go, people are under this same situation. So I thought it was just a little bit interesting to have a different perspective. I agree. I think that's fun. That's good. Uh, So your Easter plan. Well, hold on. I want to make sure that you you guys know that on the Facebook page, we asked you guys, what do you miss? It was a pretty simple question. And I think I just wanted to say that I was thinking about it this morning. Randomly, I, I came across, I was looking for a picture to post, and I came across one of the ones I'd had from Meteor Bar. And I was looking at the cocktail, and I was sitting there, and I was thinking about how I miss just being able to walk into a place, sit down, and say, hey, can I have this drink, and have somebody make it for me, and just to be able to sit there with humanity and noise and jingle jangle around, I miss that. And I, I'm, and as much as I know my article bummed a lot of people out, I'm, I'm, I'm hopeful that we can come back to that. I don't think that's disappearing. It's just going to come back in a different way, but I'm hopeful for that. And it's going to just take us some time. Yeah. It's and time. we're not patient people no. as a society. No. And, um, yeah. And, I kind of miss that too, Steph. I miss, yeah. I miss meeting friends for happy hour or meeting friends out at a bar and just like sitting down, having a whatever, ordering some little bar snacks. Yeah. Thinking about if we're going to go to the next place for dinner. Right. Or if we're got to go home. Yeah. And I think in a weird way, and I kind of wanted to think about Easter in this way. For me, you know, I'm not. Uh, Are you going to make me cry? Maybe. Not traditionally <laughs> religious, right? So I don't have like a church to go to right. and I don't have, but I believe in the spirituality of the world and I believe in rejuvenation and I believe in the cycles of life and I believe in spring and I believe in all of the things that mean that things can and do in this world come back. Yeah, because the more, daffodils are still growing. Yeah, and more often 
they come back better. And so as a woman who's been through, you know, financial ruin and divorce and (laughs) has come out on the other side, feeling pretty good about herself and her life. I feel like I know that we can handle this and I'm, and I'm hoping that we're all safe. I'm hoping we're all healthy. I hope that no one is facing down a relative right now who is in dire straits. And I know that that doesn't apply in the same ways, but I do know that we um, will and our restaurant community and our people and our workers and our relatives, we will all hug again and we will all have cocktails together again. So I want to, I want to make sure that because on our Facebook page, there's a lot of people who I just said, what do you miss? And it, it goes everything from sitting at the bar and eating at Main Street Farmer in St. Michael, date night with my husband for 42 years, to impromptu dinners with friends, either out or at someone's house, to picking up fresh produce and my kids, my friends, going places with them, gathering with both my daughters and families, um, you know, face-to-face connections for customers, you know, those kind of things. Remember that one of the things that's great is that if we are holding this and if you are missing it, that means it has value to you. And that means that we, I mean, have maybe realized something, I think, a little bit important for a lot of people. Yeah. And that we slowed down enough to sort of take the time to see the birds. I saw a pileated woodpecker this week. Did you? I know. I've seen birds. lots of eagles. Oh, so many good things. Yeah. And it's just, it's. In, I've seen a lot of neighbors that I've never seen before. Have you really? I'm like, oh, do these people do live these in my neighborhood? Look at that dog. I didn't know that dog I lived know. around here. I know. And I, people. It, and it's, I think a lot of people are are out and looking to walk and everything else. And I think that that's so great too. And they're discovering their own neighborhoods or discovering other neighborhoods as they're walking farther or trying to find different paths. And I think that's also a value. Yeah. I can't sure. walk on Summit Avenue because I can't socially distance properly. So I'm in all these weird roads that I've never even walked on before. Right. Like if you alter your path. Yeah. Right? So many different things to see in St. Paul that I just didn't even know existed. Do you look at the architecture and wonder? Because yes. you have so many great houses in your neighborhood. What I would... those people were like that lived in there or what the houses look like inside or who yeah. lives in there now. And what are like who designed that and how long has it been there? Yeah. And was it that... a lumber baron? Like, yeah. And what was that like? Right. Mm-hmm. We don't have that much out where I am, but <laughs> you've got the boondocks. I do have. Yeah, who designed that McMansion? Way sit back there. <laughs> I don't care. <laughs> but I do have things like, wow, someone is deciding to grow. You know, has planted daffodils right on this boardwalk, or you know, this kind of thing. So I have a lot of neighbors that are out gardening in their yards, and they look for you to come by, and they sit up, they look up. And they're like, hey, how are you today? Like, I've talked to more strange people. It's been great. I know. It is. So stay strong. Happy Easter. Happy Easter, everybody. Rebirth, rejuvenation, resilience. We'll take it all in with bunnies and chocolate. Ciao, ciao.